A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover inside the house there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. That's one. Oh, get it, 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 get it. Nice. 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 Done my research. Oh, yeah? Done a bit of my research, yeah. You've been to the library again? Yeah. Bloody hell, boy. I saw that, uh, the old uh, library master. What are they called? Librarian. Librarian, Librarian. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably there was a word for that. <laughs> yeah, I've been in there. Had a little research on the old egg hunt they were on. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, quickly, there's one there, there's one there behind, behind the hedge. Oh, behind okay. the hedge. Uh, may I? Yeah, you may. <laughs> nice. So you know the play, the Spooktown play, that every every Easter the kids put on the play? Yeah, I remember we did that in school. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I think you I, played I, the post? Were you the post? Yeah, I think or? I played the post. Um, you played the post, mate. Well, on the, and I, in, in your year you played the post, mate, and in my year I played the post, mate. yeah. Yeah, good role. It's the role you want, really, isn't it? It's the main part. Yeah. Some would say. Anyway, in the library, I found a novellaization of the play of the true events. Oh. Oh, okay. This is a book, a book based on, on the play, play, which is, I believe, originally based on a book that was based on the true events. So it's a novelization of the play of the book of the events. So it's definitely legit. So it's 100% legit. Great. Straight from the horse's friend of a friend's mouth. <laughs> who wrote a play and a book. Straight from the horse's friend's <laughs> mouth who wrote a pl- book based on the play of the book of the of the event. Yeah. Yeah. Who was or wasn't there at the time it happened? Was not there, yeah. Was, was not, not there. there. Great, okay. This yeah. is a tale handed down um, yeah. verbally. And acted out. The old uh, oral tradition of storytelling. Yeah. Then written down, then written then, into a play. Uh, yeah. Then written into a novella. No, yeah. Which I have taken out of the library. Great. To read to you. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with you now. On this walk. Oh, well, that'd be nice. Maybe not nice. It will be huh. long. Okay. I feel like we've, we've still got plenty of, uh, of eggs to, to mm, trash. Yeah, so, uh, do we got time? So this is the um, this is the story of what we now call an Easter egg hunk. Hunk. 
<laughs> we call, yeah, the, we the sexy it, Easter egg hunk. <laughs> yeah, we call it an Easter egg hunk. Yeah, yeah. But back then they called it an Esther egg hunt. So there's two words that have been bastardized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah. Esther turned into Easter. Mm. But, but hunt. hunt turned into hunk. Hunk. Very recently. Very recently, that one. I say the last couple of couple of seconds. Have they sort of changed changed the face of Easter and made it? Yeah, yeah. Silly. It used to be that sexy bunny from yeah. Cadbury's, but now it's a hashtag Me Too. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a hunk. Now it's a hunk. Yeah. Anyway. Great. May I, May I? Yeah, go on then. If you can read and yes. walk and smash. So I just open up this book and have a read. <laughs> One thing people forget about spring, distracted by the multiplying rabbits and the flowers lifting their skirts and pulling down their pants with equal vigour, is that, while the dark ulcer of winter retreats from the lengthening grin of spring, the evil that retreats with the shadows gets angrier, denser, colder, and it begins its own multiplying, its own skirt lifting. Back through the cobwebs of history, an ancient scar of the landscape had been cut open once again by a village, a village which people came to from far and low, having lost everything and wanting to lose themselves too. The inhabitants of old Spooktown. Old even when it was new. These parasites, the inhabitants of Spooktown, who bloated themselves off what nutrients the ground could provide, had no celebration for the coming of spring. There was nothing to celebrate. Yes, it made the night shorter, but the evil had nowhere to go. Like a cupped fart, its potency deepened in the dry mouth of spring. This is why no one travelled during those blood-tepid nights in early April. No one except Esther, the postmate. Named so because they were the travelling companion of the post. Friend to all letters, nose red with cold, satchel slung over their shoulder, hands worrying at the strap like a rat gnawing its tail. Seeing those papery white flags of surrender off to wherever they should go. Butcher, baker, candle. Esther once had to deliver a letter to a candle. John Candle the paedophile at the end of the lane. Esther was born in Spooktown, and so, as was common, had a gaunt, drawn face, a nervous disposition, and, historically, IBS. Esther hated working as a postmate. Every morning, the sun would make alarm clocks out of Esther's windows, pouring liquid light onto the wooden floors, Esther dutifully mopping it up with her feet. Once up, Esther donned the postmate's uniform, poured a cup of bean juice, what they called coffee, and headed out. This was long before the idea of brushing one's teeth was the norm. There was barely a few centuries after teeth were the norm, so let's lay off. Esther would crunch through the thawing, dew-laden fields to the edge of Spooktown, until the cornucopia was in view. The cornucopia was a horn-shaped hill, in the same way any hill is shaped like anything. Barely. But still it was called the cornucopia because every day there would be a sack at the top of it brimming with post. Nobody knew how it got there, Nobody knew why the parcels and letters were addressed to the inhabitants of Spooktown, and nobody in Spooktown could understand the messages written in the letters. Sometimes in blood, sometimes in thick oil. Occasionally it was written in ink, but most of the time it was written in a thick mucus that left a sense of horror or malaise that did not leave the recipient for months on end. One spring morning, when the fingers of the sun had moved its pawns into position, placing the moon in check for 12 hours, Esther reached the top of the cornucopia to find an especially full sack. Esther dutifully transferred everything into the satchel the postmate always carried, including a small wooden box with a lowercase t carved into it, and fixed eyes upon Spooktown. It was to be a very, very long day today. We must have been especially bad last night, Esther thought. 
and off they went, Esther and the satchel and the box. The first home Esther knocked upon was answered by a sharp young woman. A single white letter for her, handed over by the postmate, covered in thick robes of mucus. Before Esther could ask for payment, the door was slammed shut, and a deep, mournful wailing began streaming out of the house. Esther shifted the satchel, which, while normally a comfort, bearing the brunt of whatever foul emotions emitted from the letters, now dug into Esther's flank uncomfortably. Every door the satchel took Esther to was opened by a sorrowful soul, racked with a deep emotional scar cut open anew by the satchel's contents. And at every door, Esther's discomfort with the satchel grew. But it was a postmate's job to deliver the post, no matter what. And in those first years of Spooktown, no one rose up against their jobs without punishment. No one. By the second to last house, Esther was dripping with red-hot tears. Now, tears of sorrow drip into your mouth so it's easier to talk about your sadness, but tears of pain run down the side of your face, reaching for your muscles, desperate to aid in whatever escape plan the body has. Through those hot tears, Esther managed to deliver the second to last letter, written in whatever that grey snow is at the bottom of the ocean. The recipient howled like a wounded deer, deep and intelligent and inarticulate, and slumped into a heap in their doorway heaving great sobs shoveling out of him like coal. Finally, Esther was to deliver the last letter, a small wooden box with a lowercase t on the top. But the box had no address. Worse still, the box was open. Esther rummaged around in the postmate's satchel, only to find the bottom of it had been gnawed through. A sharp pain ran through Esther's back, a gasp escaping dry lips. Time to go home and sleep. Another sack will be growing on the cornucopia, and the thought of it being left to grow for two days did not bear thinking about. So Esther picked up the satchel and the empty box and headed home. The sun had completed a dance with sorrow across Esther's face by the time Esther's four eyelids finished their embrace. Noon. The sack of letters, like a swollen gland, humming on the hill called cornucopia, will be furious. Esther moved to get up, but the lower back pain stopped Esther mid-movement. <coughs> A quivering hand moved to the portion of long pig the satchel was digging into the day before. It's soft. It gives way slightly more than the rest of Esther's flesh. As though there was space back there. Esther had no time to think, the cornucopia must be seen to. Feet kiss the floor and clothes cover skin, and in less than a minute Esther was sprinting out of the village and towards the sack. But when Esther arrived, there was no sack. It had not been dropped off by anyone, it had not grown from the ground. What was Esther to do? Wait? Rest? Create more? A sharp pain full stops the thought in Esther's head. It was time to go home and rest. Rest is best. Esther awoke. 2am. Something had breached the uneasy half-sleep all Spooktown residents need at least four hours of. But what? And then it comes again, a muted scratching noise. It seems to come from under the covers. So Esther moves the covers. Nothing. The scratching comes again, this time from behind Esther. The quivering hand is back, moving towards Esther's flank. Fingering holes just too small to get a finger in. Tiny eggs buried within, hiding away. Tens of holes where the satchel had been digging. Where the wooden box had been digging. Where the creature within the box had been digging and burying its eggs inside Esther's flesh creating a honeycomb of pouches within the soft nest of Esther's back. Esther kept fingering the holes trying to dig the eggs out, but they had created a spongy nest within which to keep safe. Safe within the flesh wound. Esther let out a cry, not of pain, but of terror. 
the letters. The letters must have contained the same spawn. Esther ran before the postmate's clothes could be donned, before the satchel could be hung. Esther ran. Ran to every house they had delivered a letter to the day before, but no one would answer the postmate's knock. Through the windows, Esther could see bodies on the floor, backs split open, eggs shattered next to them, wet, hairy creatures hopping and devouring bodies. In every journey, Esther took from one house to the other, eggs slid out from the wounds in Esther's back. Shiny eggs glittering in the moonlight, landing in the safe hands of potent evil, until Esther found their way back to the cornucopia. One huge, thin-membraned egg bloating out of the top of the horn, a weak, giant, hairy creature hopping weakly against the thin membrane of the shell, trying to break free to deliver more eggs, eggs that were slipping out of the tiny holes in the creature's back. Esther let out a scream that curdled as the eggs hatched from within the wounds the postmate's bag had made. And then all was pain, then death, then food. The next day, Spooktown residents awoke to a massacre. The sheriff split everyone into groups to begin the first ever Esther egg hunt, smashing any egg they could find hidden in the bushes or paths of Spooktown, crushing, splitting, ending, stopping the infestation in its tracks for that first year. The end. Horrific. That's turned me sick. Hello. Hi, Here to judge is... <laughs> Okay, I see how it is. <laughs> Here to judge is the new weekly podcast from Little Wonder, where we dismantle predicaments posted online. Featuring fruity dilemmas from Am I the Arsehole on Reddit to Am I Being Unreasonable quandaries on Mumsnet. Join me, Priya Hall. Me, Robin Morgan. And me, Layla Navarbi. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Apple, or Spotify. wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Go on, give me an I was just being like your hype <laughs> man. <laughs> new episodes every Friday <laughs> there must be something we can use <laughs> yeah so that's that huh quite short yeah so so what yeah. so these eggs that were smashing out are they still yeah. from Esther um well no the these because they'll be long the... gone surely yeah, these come from the cornucopia. Right. Up on the hill. Well, the, the cornucopia hill. Which looks nothing like, I don't know why it's called the cornucopia. Yeah, it's weird, that. Really yeah. weird. I smell bullshit there. That's the stupidest thing about, about any of this, I think, is the name cornucopia. Yeah. Full disclosure, I don't know what a cornucopia is. I think it's like a, a horn overflowing with like food or wine like it's an overflowing horn well that hill I can't see a horn shaped thing filled with stuff up there it's, it's a hill yeah obviously these eggs turn up every year mm. and we have to give them a good old stamp yeah but like oh it's come from you know they lay in your back it's not that it's minging aren't they yeah it's just grim just get rid bit of fun to stamp on them yeah <laughs> There's another one. Bit of exercise as well. Get someone out of the house. Yeah. Which I think is nice. I think it's one of those drives. I think it's like that five fruit fruit and veg a day thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, everyone go out and stamp on, stamp on 200 eggs each. Otherwise, the infestation will come back and we'll all die. Yeah. Blah, yeah, blah, sure, blah. mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat a carrot. Yeah.
So, I mean, if we went up to the cornucopia, would we just see this thing there? Like, why does it only rock up once a year as well? This is... I suppose it's um, it's sort of like spring, right? You know, when spring comes, all the everything sort of awakens again. But climate change. But climate change, Kath. Things are changing. You said it. You said it. <laughs> Obviously, the eggs exist, and and you know they come from they roll down from the cornucopia. We know all of that. Mm. Do I believe that there was a postmate knocking about who stuck to their job? Yeah, what's wild as well is that they insisted on carrying on delivering letters when it was upsetting everyone and themselves like who carries on after the first wailing from a house after you've just given someone a letter Uh, the government (laughs) 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 should we go up and have a look at the where the at the top of the cornucopia where the uh the bee the the beast egg letter it's a fucking trek isn't it it is yeah it's uphill it's called a hill yeah. That's another thing. Why would you go all the way up here to get sad letters for everybody? Who found them as well? Who was like the first person to go, well, there's a load of letters here? Was that Esther? That's a good question. No, it doesn't seem like it. it seems no, like... it seems like that was happening previously. Yeah, it seems like Esther has just fallen into the role. Yeah. Of Postmate. It's full of fucking holes, mate. <laughs> like their backs. Oh, gross. Oh, I really grim. hated that bit. Yeah, I hated that too. I really hated that bit. Well, shall we wander up then and see what's what? I probably don't have time before the play, innit? Oh, yeah. What time What time is that? Uh, the play is, weirdly... 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, 4.30 is pretty weird for a play. Is it weird for a kid's play? It's weird to hold the kids back and also weird not to have it at night, yeah. 11.30pm is a weird time for a kid's play. We're going to the matinee, though. Oh, so we're going to the the 4.30. Yeah, we're not going to the 11 o'clock. They do a, uh, they do a morning one for babies. Uh, they do a matinee one yeah. uh, for dossers. Uh-huh. And they do a sort of late night one for dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All performed by primary school kids, by the way. So I'm not sure whether... So we're going to the dads not one, Not sure yeah? what... Yeah. Well, I'm going to the dads one. I'll just be like, oh, that's my kid over there, dressed as an egg or whatever. I'll be going to the dad's one because it's a bit more my speed, but we'll go to the matinee one. Okay. <laughs> well, I might, well, I might see how I feel and then come along to the dad's one as well if I want to see it twice. Do they mix it okay. up uh, for the dad's one? Oh, they mix it up, guys. Okay, I might come along to the dad's one then as well. So <laughs> Let's just say there's a little bit of effing and jeffing in there. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Hello. Hello, post 9pm. Basically, the teacher just says, welcome to the fucking show, and then the rest's the same. Oh, oh, I'll, be, I'll watch it for that. <laughs> There's also the giant egg at the end has a very realistic looking pair of tits. <laughs> but that's all papier-mâché, so for the straight it can't dads. be done. Yeah. yeah, for the straight dads. Nice little treat at the end. Although, I think everyone likes a pair of tits. I don't know. For for a laugh, like for a laugh, like no one's, maybe, no one's yeah. wanking over the eggs tits, Kath. But they are going. Uh, thank oh! you. For, thank you for clarifying that. You're welcome. Um, that's the that's the two a.m. showing. Oh, okay. It's yeah, where yeah. you get to wank over the tits. <laughs> 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 that one. It's just it's just the egg and its tits. There's no kids. They've all gone to bed. 
Okay, thank God. Because it's a long day for them, isn't it? Open door policy. Open door policy. If you want to go in and have a wank over the eggs, tits, 2am is your time. So they just present the egg with the tits. Like it's a statue in the middle of the school hall. It's sort of like a... And you can go in and wank on it if you want. Listen, we're leaving that that there. Our backs are turned. 2am onwards. Philly boots them. That's there for everyone to enjoy yeah. if they want to. Do they not have an allocated time, though? Do you have to be like, log it in, like I'm going at 2.15? It's, it's a free-for-all. It's a free-for-all. If you lock eyes with another dad, that's on you. Okay, but the, the rules are don't look, right? You're all, you're all pardon the pun, crack, cracking one out. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's called the Easter egg crack. <laughs> the Easter egg crack. Easter egg crack show. But yeah, as I say, we're going to the matinee, which, as you say, 4.30. <laughs> Great, okay. Okay, well, we might not have time to trek up to the cornucopia then. Especially not after all of that. No, no, no. We've, we've, we could have, if we'd have been walking and talking, fine. Yeah. But That's fair. I just think we carry on smashing the eggs, enjoying the day, getting our steps in, go watch a play. Yeah, great. I'd love to get snoozing before the 2am show. Okay, how long's the play? Well, the play is four till four thirty till eleven. There's a half an hour turnaround for the oh, dad okay. show. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the dad show is shorter. That's, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's eleven thirty. Because you can you can be a lot more verbose when you can swear. Like you can cut through a lot of the exposition if you just chuck a fucking. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that's a lot shorter. And then basically, the kids leave, the teachers turn their backs. Open season. Well, then I think we should leave now and you get a snooze in. Okay, yeah. Thanks. Just smash this one last egg. <coughs> nice. How big is the cast? It's got to be the whole school, right? I think it's the entire school. Yeah, when we because did it, it was the entire school. Because everyone plays an egg. Yeah. It's the whole... Yeah. The, every, the, there's like a hundred eggs and then the Postmate, which is... That's why it's such a big deal that we both there's played 101, the Postmate. There's a hundred and one, yeah. Um, and then... Who played? Uh, who played the cornucopia when you were there? It was like three kids sort of stacked on top of each other. For you, that's mm-hmm. that's great. For us, it was the drama teacher. You know, and the drama teacher sort of wants to. Oh God! Be yeah. involved. Yeah, can't. I like suppose I'll die. be the cornucopia. Yeah. Oh. I'm an actor. Yeah. Yeah. I still act. Put that on CV. Yeah. Pop that on IMDb. <laughs> I still act. <laughs> 1997 to present. I still act. <laughs> I still act. <laughs> Right, so you're going to go get a snooze, Ed? Yeah. Oh, I can't get a snooze in. Okay. I can't get a snooze in. I've got to go meet um, John Major at the Thorntons. Oh. Because uh, he says every time he puts his glasses on, it turns into a Clinton card. Oh, God. Yeah, but I think he just needs a new prescription. Yeah. But it's best to go check every every avenue for a, yeah, for a spook. Yeah, yeah. That's good uh, of you. Yeah, go, um, uh, go, go check in on him. Uh, I'll meet you at the play, I guess. That's going to really... Put the kibosh on the 2am showing. Um, yeah, yeah. Get an early slot. Okay. Get an early slot for the 2am. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good idea. Thanks, Kath. You're welcome. You do, you do look out for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you so, at the play. Yeah, smash some eggs on the way. Enjoy. This has been a Little Wonder production. Music from Rotary Valley. Logo artwork from Suze Hughes. 
voiced by Melanie Waters. With special thanks to Beth Forrest, Steve Pickup, Sam Roberts, Henry Widdicombe and Joe Williams. Other podcasts from Little Wonder include Here to Judge and I Wish I Was an Only Child. Subscribe now on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.